Well, welcome to Plowing and Planting. I'm Adam Triplett here with David Peck, and we are two of the pastors at Waverly Place Baptist Church here in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, This is Plowing and Planting Podcast. We are a podcast all about glorifying God through exalting Jesus in our everyday lives. We love the Bible, we love the church, and that's all because we love the gospel. We're aiming to be used by the Spirit than to make what we would like to call theological heavyweights. Would you agree with that, yeah, David? That's, yeah, that's the name. Well, we've been gone a while. We oh, have. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's good to be back. Yeah. It's weird, yeah. but it's good to be back. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. I think the last episode we recorded for this podcast uh, was in 2021, December, at some point. Yeah, maybe. S- maybe. I don't remember. Somewhere in there. Well, it's good to be back. Yeah. Where you been? Well, besides looking for a new job, I've... Uh, what? Been, no. It's April Fool's, man. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what are you uh, talking about? You're welcome. So, oh, I, was to- I was debating how long to go on with that before. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, no. Uh, in January, we got the COVID, and uh, okay. I had okay. the I had the long COVID, so I coughed for eight weeks, so it had been yeah. hard for me to record in that, that, that's in that the two only months reason anyway. We didn't do this. That's no, not the only reason, but <laughs> no. it was a pretty good one for me. Uh, no, we've you know we've been working, and yeah, we I've had some health issues, but uh, yeah, we're doing better, and uh, yeah, growing as a church, we moved some things around, started some new things this year, moved uh, you know our education time to Wednesday nights, and I've uh, been working on that, and so. Yeah, we've given ourselves over to making sure the church is running well before getting back to uh, recording some additional content. That's helpful. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to think about it because, I mean, as I said in that introduction, we, we love the church. Uh, and so while we love putting together these podcasts and we hope they minister not just to folks in our church, but anybody who listens, uh, our primary responsibility is to bless our church and to ensure that they uh, are growing in their love of Jesus through their mm-hmm. love of the Bible uh, and walking in step with the Spirit. And so... Uh, yeah, it's been a real joy on Wednesday nights just to be opening the Bible and just to study. Uh, really, we've looked, you know, at the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, and it's just mm-hmm. been it's been a lot of fun yeah, uh, just to just to be in those. And even as we've been reading through it in family devotions, it's been uh, it's it's it has a certain excitement that maybe it hasn't had for me, and mm-hmm. uh, just to see my kids engaging uh, with the Book of Numbers and the Book of Deuteronomy, yeah. it's like wow, this is this is really cool. It's really great, mm-hmm. and we may talk about that. We will talk about that uh, in a few episodes. Of when we we talk about what we're going to talk about, yeah. then we'll talk about it. Wow. So, anyways, man, we're just a lot of talking. spinning our wheels here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so so we have been thinking and praying about what to do with this podcast, and and if we want to keep going with it and, and what we want it to look like and how it should be uh, considered and, and how we should utilize it. Uh, and, and we've done some retooling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've updated our graphics. We've, we've updated our church's website to now have a space on our website for the podcast. Uh, we got plans. I don't know if you got plans, but I got plans. I want, I want some, some, some gear. I want some, <laughs> some, some stuff, yeah. uh, some plowing and planting stuff. All right. Uh, to uh, to be able to share the love with others and, and to be able to uh, encourage other folks. And so so we've been thinking about a lot of these different things, but the biggest thing we've been considering is how we may uh, retool and reformat the podcast itself. Uh, I think we spent a lot of time in those first three seasons uh, putting out a lot of, of, of good, solid biblical truth, mm-hmm. uh, expounding the Word in different ways, applying God word, God's Word in different ways, being really practical. Uh but for me, I guess coming into this year, thinking about the season that our church is in, uh, I feel a, a greater burden to be equipping 
uh, God's people here in this place and, and whoever else may listen to this uh, to better be ready for the times in which we live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and maybe it's some of it's been preaching through Hebrews 11 and seeing the trials yeah. and the triumphs of, of God's people throughout the ages. Uh, but mm-hmm. but hardship for God's people is nothing new. And so right. uh, we want to equip the saints for the work of the ministry here and now, mm-hmm. uh, and whatever that may look like. And so uh, what we're going to do from here on out then, or at least the plan at this point, is to spend an entire season thinking about one idea, one thought, one theme, one concept, if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, and then uh, from that giant kind of umbrella theme, there's going to be different parts of that uh, of that theme that we'll look at. And within those parts, so we're zeroing in even further, there will be different episodes that kind of comprise a part. Uh, and so for this season, we're going to be looking at the idea, the topic, uh, simply put, of understanding the times. Mm-hmm. Understanding the times. Uh, brother, what comes to your mind when I, when I use that phrase? Uh, maybe help our listeners kind of wrap their minds around it. Apocalypse now. No. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. No, understanding, yeah, understanding the times that we live in, meaning that we see where the strengths and specifically the pitfalls are in the culture around us and what's going on, where, where the dangers lie um, for ourselves, for our family, for our church, uh, mm-hmm. for our, our communities. And so we want to be aware of those things. And, and we don't want to just focus on the negative. We do want to see the strengths that are there as well. But yeah. we, we, we can't just focus on the strengths either because that leaves some huge blind spots and some major dangers that if we're not aware of those and taking our precautions and, and dealing with those things rightly, then it's going to pull us away from the Lord. Yeah, we're going to talk about this passage in a little bit, but but I do think about Romans twelve two there when mm-hmm. it, when it says, "Do not be conformed to the world, but be right. transformed by the exactly. renewal of your mind." There's both of those things there, right? There 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 is the the uh, pitfalls, the world. Don't be conformed. Don't fall into those pitfalls. Don't be shaped by the world. But the positive. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So, so both right. are at play, right? Yep. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah and so, the way we're going to do this now is is the actual uh, episodes are going to be a little bit different in the podcast. We're going to be releasing a brand new episode every other week. So, every two weeks there will be a new episode that drops on Fridays, uh, and then on the off weeks when there's not a new episode drop, we're going to drop what we're going to call our classic episodes. And so. Uh, if you're looking at the podcast on whatever listening app or however you listen to it, you may notice that, there, that there's no of none of the old episodes are on there. And the reason why is because we're going to be re-releasing those, we'll call them classic episodes, yeah. the vintage yeah. uh, episodes. Hopefully they've <laughs> aged well Hopefully, uh, on the in-between weeks. And, and so uh, we're going to be trying to putting out new things or, or helpful things every week. So they won't all be brand new. Yeah, and part of the part of the reason we thought to do that that way is twofold. One, um, it gives us some space to to put more work into each episode. But mm-hmm. two, um, you, you mentioned updating the website as far as the podcast goes. But really, we overhauled the entire website because we went with the new company that supports missionaries. And mm-hmm. when we did that, instead of going through and slowly trying to add all that content back in, mm-hmm. we thought, well, let's just add it as we go yep. back in uh, now. So um, it, I just wanted to let folks know that may not have noticed that that the website wasn't just redesigned we have a different host and and we're supporting missionaries who help us yep. with our website now so pretty so shout about out that. to solar sites yeah they are uh unintentionally sponsoring this episode <laughs> uh so shout out to to solar sites and 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 their mm-hmm. hard work 
uh, and we're we're glad and to support great. them. And, and you've and, done a ton of work on it as well. But yeah. but it's it's been it's been great to know that we're we're actually uh, supporting a mm-hmm. ministry and supporting. Uh, the gospel advancing yeah. uh, through through our website, and so so shout out to them and, yep. and uh, yeah. Uh, so anywho, let's keep going then because we're going to get into this. Let's think about what we're going to talk about this season in okay. understanding the times. You you laid a great kind of framework for it there just a second ago, but this idea of of helping equip the saints for living in these days by mm-hmm. by seeing this, the 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 opportunities for advancing the kingdom while also avoiding the landmines of, of that advancement, if you will. And, and that's kind of the, the, the theme that has been replaying over in my own mind is this idea of, of what does it look like for the kingdom of God to be a, a kingdom of advancement. Uh, and, and so the author of Hebrews uh, says it this way. He says, But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. And this is really what we want to be about this season, is we want to train our, our, our powers of discernment. You know, the, the spirit at work in us uh, is the wonderful gift, the first fruits of heaven. And yet we, in our weakness, uh, have to be conformed to the Spirit. We have to walk in step with the Spirit. It's not something that, that just comes naturally. It's something that has to come supernaturally. And so our desire is to help train uh, our, our spiritual discernment, our mm-hmm. spiritual uh, eyes, if you will. <coughs> Excuse me. And so uh, we want to work through that so that we, living in today, living in the 21st century, uh, in, in a secular world, uh, to be able to distinguish good from evil, to be able to distinguish good from evil in our own hearts, and in, in, our, in our families, in our churches, and in the world in which we live uh, and and this is what this is what John gets at as well in his first letter in First John four he says beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God mm-hmm. for many false prophets have gone out into the world and and this is the this is, I think is the great temptation for many uh, Christians uh, while there is certainly a temptation towards worldliness there's also a temptation to buy into uh, false Christianity. There's a temptation to buy into a Christianity that has been stained by the world and marked by the world, where it's not necessarily uh, outright blatant worldliness, mm-hmm. but but it but it's 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 worldliness with a Christian flavor to it. Right. Uh, it, it is a feel good gospel. It is it is a armchair theology in the sense of, of living in a lazy boy until you get to heaven. It, th- these kind of things mm. uh, can creep into the church as they always have, yeah. and so. We want to help kind of train that. And so this part, this first part then of thinking about and understanding the times, we're really going to be understanding the battlefield that we're on. Uh, I think that's the best way to put it. We're, we're going to be understanding the actual war that we're fighting. Uh, and, and a lot of that has to do with what we call spiritual warfare. And we're going to be talking about this in the next two episodes is what is spiritual warfare uh, what does it mean to put on the armor of God? Thank you really about Ephesians, the end of Ephesians there. And so uh, that's going to be the focus. But the reason why uh, is because we have found uh, that, that really C.S. Lewis is right when, when he talks about this in his introduction to the Screwtape Letters. He talks about the idea of, of Satan and demons and the spiritual war that, that people normally fall into one of two ditches, Right. They either fall into the ditch that ignores it, that says, oh, that's all, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's out there, that, that's creepy, 
you know, stuff. We don't want to think about that too much because who knows what might happen. Well, that's all know? over. That was just for a season, and it yep. doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Or they become obsessed with it, mm-hmm. and, and it's all that they ever think about. And, you know, you, you stub your toe and you attribute that to Satan, right? Yep. And, and sometimes it may be, but uh, that, that it becomes this kind of uh, obsession in their yep. lives. And, and so we, what we want to do in this first part of season four of understanding the times is to really lay the groundwork of what is the battle that we're, we're fighting. Yeah. Can um, I add a quick comment? Yeah. It's kind of backing up just a little bit, but it quick still comment. falls in yeah. that. You, you were talking about being in the lazy boy until we get to heaven right yeah and you'd mentioned in in the notes somewhere about sermon on the mount we didn't we don't think we planned on really discussing it today but just the idea of jesus talking about you know remove the plank in your own eye before trying to remove the speck in your brother and we often think of that as like this hypocritical stance yep Yep. but you talking about the lazy boy that made me think of uh, monday morning quarterbacking you know it's easy to to tell the plays from the I wonder sometimes if it's a laziness, actually, that it's not mm. so much a hypocritical. It's a, I see this in other people as I'm sitting back, yeah. being lazy, just not doing the work of removing the plank from my own eye. And that, right. that would fall into that spiritual warfare as well. But it's a yeah. different side of it, right? It's not just a blatant hypocrisy. It's just a laziness. Yeah, and so, that's I don't exactly know, right. Maybe, and, maybe well, we'll so, think about more later. Well, yeah, I, I want to come back around to that because we're going to talk about why understanding the world is so important here in just a second. And, and for ourselves is kind of the key there Mm -hmm. uh, and where we want to start. Uh, And so really that's the plan for where we're going to go uh, over the next month, several months, this season even, uh, because what we find is, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Mm. And this is what we want to be about. Uh, this is why I use terms, phrases like theological heavyweights. This mm-hmm. is why uh, I use terms like advance, uh, right, and, and, mm-hmm. and charging the hill. Uh, those are not just because, you know, Keep I, going. I, I really like war movies or something, right. you know. No, no, these are biblical terms. These are biblical ideas that, that, that God is the one who builds his kingdom, but the means by which he builds his kingdom is his people here mm-hmm. on earth uh, working and laboring and, shall we say, plowing and planting. Hmm. Uh, and so hmm. we're going to talk about this a lot uh, in the coming months. But but here's the plan for today's episode, just to go ahead and get into it, uh, is is we want to, number one, understand or, or get at why understanding the world around us and the times in which we live is so important. And the second thing we want to answer is how does God intend us to live in this world? How does God intend you as a follower of Jesus to live in in the world in which you find yourself right now. Uh, In one sense, it's the same as he always has. But in another sense, there's wisdom and prudence that is needed for our specific time. Uh, And then finally, what does Jesus have to do with all of this? What does Jesus have to do with us uh, living in today's world? And so those are really the three questions that we're going to try to answer in this episode. And so let's just kick it off then with why is understanding the world so important? And really, there are three reasons why understanding is so important, or at least three categories. The first is, is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does understanding the world have to do with ourselves? Uh, I brought up, I think on Wednesday night at our, at our teaching time, thinking about uh, Deuteronomy and, 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 and Moses, uh, 
before his death calling the people to remember God and to recall uh, what the Lord had done in bringing them out of Egypt and how the Lord had redeemed them and how that was essential for them to remember because they were about to go into a land that, yes, God was giving them, but there was going to be battle and war and violence that was going to take place. And it was going to be the same God who brought them out of bondage who would protect them and keep them and give them victory in the promised land. Mm -hmm. And it's the same for us. And so this is what the author of Hebrews says in Hebrews 3.12. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. The, the, the call here uh, for us in our days is to take care, lest there be in us an evil, unbelieving heart. And what is an evil, unbelieving heart? Well, the book of Hebrews lays it out. It, it's a forgetful heart. It's a heart that has slipped away. It has not considered. That, that's the word that, that Hebrews brings up over and over. Mm -hmm. Consider, consider, yeah. consider. It's the same idea that we see Moses handing down in Deuteronomy of remembering, remember, remember, remember. Mm -hmm. And what we find is the reason, the main reason that we need to understand the world around us or, or why we need to think about this is so that we can see how the God who saved us and brought us out of bondage is the same God who's going to protect us and keep us and bring the ultimate victory in the return of Christ. Mm. And so, so keeping our own hearts in that place is essential for persevering through the times in which we live, remembering where we are and whose we belong to, uh, who we belong to and, and whose we are. That, that's what's going to make all the difference in being able to live in these times well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Want to build on that at all? Yeah. Um. I think. You now, going back into Romans twelve two that you mentioned earlier, that as we as we pursue this, because we're commanded to, but also because of the wisdom in it, right? That we would not be conformed to the world, knowing that there is. If if we're conformed to the world, that means we're not being conformed to the Son, which means we're going the wrong way, mm -hmm. which is unwise and dangerous versus being transformed by the renewal of our mind. And so there is a lot of this work then that is not taking up of physical arms. It is uh, it is the work of the heart and of the mind that we would know God's word so well that we would be transformed by it so that right then we can discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Yeah. And that makes me think of as well as we're thinking about the times and we're thinking about discerning God's will, and being transformed, right, and not conformed to the world, is uh, when David was assembling his uh, mighty men, mm. that, that those that were included in that were the sons of Issachar, men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, 200 chiefs and all their kinsmen under their command. Right, and so there are these men that are called out, you know, among all these warriors and, and yeah. who are known for fighting valiantly and fighting with, you know, supernatural strength yeah. you've got these men who are called out for their wisdom for their understanding of what is going on and what israel ought to do right that's exactly right yeah you were talking about before we were chatting about the the the, the reality of understanding the waters that we're swimming in and this mm. is exactly what you're getting at that uh, to live wisely in this world you need to understand 
that you're a fish in water mm-hmm. and what is the water in which you're swimming right right this is why you know freshwater fish can't live in salt water and saltwater fish can't live in freshwater right, right. there's this reality of, of what what are we in what are we made of what is affecting us what is changing mm-hmm. us what is informing our minds what are the things that we're looking at we're reading we're watching these listening to these things uh have an influence upon us and so mm-hmm. uh this is important yeah uh, is, is understanding you know yeah there's any number of cultural comments we could make right now right that not just 10 years ago not just five years ago but two years ago people would have had no well, idea i think we i saw crazy. you know yeah. a, a meme somewhere who it said you know if nah never mind it, it, I, I forgot what it was. Okay. It, it <laughs> Let me give you two quick, two quick illustrations um, yeah. that demonstrate what we're talking about here. One being natural gas, right? Mm-hmm. Natural gas is extremely combustible. And so right. if you've got a gas leak, the whole building could explode, right? Right. But it's odorless. So they add sulfur to make it smell like rotten eggs so that you'll notice it. Yeah. Right. Because you wouldn't notice it otherwise. Right. And so we, we've recognized that danger and we put that sulfur in there so that you can see or know if that mm-hmm. dangerous approach to the room because otherwise you wouldn't. Yeah. And similarly, carbon monoxide, you know, I don't know if you've got an alarm in your house that detects just carbon monoxide, but if yeah. you've got Probably attached, need to update my batteries. <laughs> if you've got an attached garage or radon is another example, but there yeah. are there are some gases that are poisonous that you won't smell, you won't notice. It will carbon monoxide in particular will just put you to sleep slowly. Yeah. And then you'll never wake up. And you won't even notice that it happened. Yeah. Right. And and that's the type type of thing that we're talking about is understanding there are risks that, that that aren't super noticeable, that aren't mm-hmm. just in your face, visible, or even able to, to sniff them out. Yeah. That unless we have ways of detecting that and seeing that, and what we're trying to do is draw some of those things out this season so that we can be aware. These yeah. are the dangers. These are the things that will just flat out cause your house to explode, or these are the things that will lull you to sleep and you'll never wake up. Yeah. No, that's really helpful. That's really helpful because when uh, when I came to Roanoke six years ago, there were there were some folks that often got labeled as, as crazies or, or extreme or, or out there, um, men and, and women that I respected and mm-hmm. still respect, uh, but but had some views that people said, oh, you know, the, when they talk about this, you know, they're 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 loonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we look back and I'm like, oh, they knew what they were talking about. Maybe they, they were, were exactly prophets. right. Maybe yeah. they were. Maybe the Lord had gifted them with some specific insight and understanding the times. And so exactly. there's a sense in which. You know, we want to be aware of what we're doing, and we want to be aware of who we are and what's going on in the world around us. Uh, there's a, I, I was really impacted. I, I've mentioned this before on here and, and in sermons, but I was really impacted last summer in reading through uh, Thomas Watson, who was a Puritan. His his short little book, Heaven Taken by Storm, uh, where he quotes really uh, or takes up the verse uh, there in uh, Matthew eleven twelve that says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by storm. Uh, and, and Thomas just Watson just meditates on that verse, and, and what is, all does that mean? But there's this quote in the book that, that continues to come back to me. There's several I'll mention here today, but this one, men could be content to have the kingdom of heaven, but they are loath to fight for it. Mm. They choose rather to go in a feather bed to hell than be carried to heaven in a fiery chariot of zeal and violence. And, and this, is, this is really the, the world of Christianity that we live in. 
mm-hmm. that, that we want all of the benefits of the kingdom of heaven, but we're not willing to fight for them. We're not mm-hmm. willing to, to advance. We're not willing to, to take up uh, spiritual arms in, in the act of spiritual warfare. Not just, I, I'm not talking about even within within our communities or within our neighborhoods. I'm talking about within our own hearts, mm-hmm. that we're not willing to fight to see the kingdom of heaven manifest itself and grow in our own hearts and our mm-hmm. lives through holiness and obedience and devotion to God and, and love for Him. Denying ourselves. Denying ourselves. Up our cross. Yeah, we're, we're not willing to fight mm-hmm. um, in these ways, but we would rather just float along on a feather bed yeah. uh, and, and just get, you know, our cake and eat it too, but not willing to 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 walk mm-hmm. um, and and to work. So that's yeah. the first area yep. is in our own selves. This is why it's important to understand the times is so that we can in our ourselves walk in obedience to God in the world in which we live. Mm-hmm. But it's also important for for two other spheres, kind of expanding it. It's, it's our our biological families and our spiritual families, our mm-hmm. our, our homes and our churches, yeah. right? That these are two other areas, especially if you are a husband, a father, a, a wife, a mother, uh, a grandparent, an aunt and uncle, uh, but also spiritual mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles. Like, what does it look like? Why is it important to understand the times in those spheres? Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about Galatians 6 1. Paul says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourselves. That's that's the understanding the times language right there. That's the, the fighting language. Keep watch. It's it's mm-hmm. are you along the watchtower? Are you watching for the enemy? Uh, lest you be tempted too. There's this idea here that Paul puts regularly in his letters. This is maybe the most explicit, but but he says, brothers, brothers in arms, mm-hmm. fellow soldiers of Christ, restore those. If anyone's caught in any transgression, restore them with a spirit of gentleness. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of build up those who are in the trenches with you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. What what do you think about that as far as as far as this idea of, of understanding the times as it relates to our families and our churches. Yeah, and I, I probably missed time to the the sons of Issachar because that would have been a good transition, right? That they. Oh no, that, it that wasn't, is great. It, it wasn't just yeah, it wasn't just that they would know what to do in battle. It wasn't yeah. just so that they would know specifically for themselves, but yeah, yeah. it said that they knew what Israel ought to do, mm. right? That that yeah. there is this idea of knowing not just what's good for me, and and Paul's hitting that there too, right? You're you're watching other people, good. I'm telling you to watch other people, but also watch yourself, and so yeah. there is that that both sides that unless we're keeping watch over ourselves, we're going to drift off into temptation. We're going to become a legalistic, judgmental person, right, if we're keeping watch of others and doing that, or we're just going to drift off and be gone. And so there is that we have to watch ourselves and we have to watch out for one another because we do have blind spots and we do have weaknesses and, and we're not going to notice every danger and everything that's around us. And so we need each other to watch each other's back. Yeah. And, I, brother, I, I really feel like this is this is so much of what we need today is we need— uh, we need men and women of God who who are willing to stand up for one another, to mm-hmm. fight for one another's holiness mm-hmm. through accountability, through correction, through yeah. encouragement, through reading the Word, not just for their own heart, but for the hearts of others. Right. And this is one of the reasons I brought up Sunday evening at our members meeting of, of, of moving forward and, and, and making a, a hard copy of our church directory for people mm-hmm. folks to keep in their Bibles mm-hmm. uh, so that we can be praying for each other. I mean, Absolutely. how practical Very. and how simple. It seems like it, it would be meaningless, but, but it is taking up mm-hmm. the spiritual warfare 
to, to read your Bible privately in the morning, but to do so with the directory of your church members sitting yep. open beside you and praying that passage that you just read for those people whose last names are in with A, B, or C, right? Yep. Yep. It seems like such a small thing. Like, how would the Lord ever use me doing that? Mm. But man, you're taking up God's Word no for idea. your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's simple it's simple spiritual warfare is yeah. what it is. And you mentioned a correction, right? That that when I say we watch each other's backs, I don't just mean that I'm watching your back from some threat outside the uh, outside of you or down the street, but I'm watching your back from your own blind spots and your own yeah. weaknesses because that's what yeah. Paul says there. If anyone's caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him, right? And so it's it's their own sin that we're watching out for their own yeah. transgressions that we're watching their back and trying to help restore them from. So it's right. If, if you see me, you know, playing, playing, uh, you know, toss with a, with a hand grenade, mm-hmm. you're going to call somebody out for the, you know, you're going to try to help them. Hey, can you, right. can you put the pen back in that and stick it in your pocket, please? Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't yeah. need to be playing, you know, right. Ring toss, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, and uh, some of us are doing that with our technology, with mm-hmm. the way we're using our time. We are juggling hand grenades right. that, that the pins have been pulled. Right. It's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So so another area then that comes to, to mind there then is, is within our own homes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you think about this, it, it, there, there is a, and I've said this before a handful of times, that, that what we see physically in the Old Testament uh, oftentimes points to a spiritual reality in the new, right? And so one of the things that we see is is a lot of those physical battles that were fought in the Old Testament point forward to the spiritual battles that we fight into the New Testament, uh, where their battles were against flesh and blood, uh, not ultimately, but but in part were against flesh and blood in the Old Testament. Uh, we're told in, in Ephesians 6 that our battles are not against flesh and blood, but those battles that were against flesh and blood can help us and serve us and point us forward. And so I think a Probably one of the clearest places we see this is the book of Joshua mm-hmm. uh, and the battles that they face in taking the promised land. Uh, but particularly there near the end of Joshua, uh, there's this famous verse in Joshua 24, 15, where he says, And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, mm-hmm. whether the gods of your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorite in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and this is exactly what we need, especially from, from husbands and fathers, mm-hmm. is to declare, I don't know what next door they're doing. I don't know what down the street they're doing. I don't mm-hmm. know what my coworkers are doing. I, I don't really care about the gods that they serve. We're not here to serve those gods. We're not here to bow down to those gods, mm-hmm. uh, whether they are outright demonic or, or, or they are the gods of this world mm-hmm. with money, technology, right? right? Riches, comfort, comfort. Me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, and yeah. I'm going to keep a watch on it, um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep care of of, of my household. Yeah. Um, and and so the, just that that spiritual reality that we see Joshua 24 roll over into under right. the new covenant. Yeah, and you see again back to Romans 12, right? Joshua there is saying we're not going to be conformed to the world around us. We are yeah. going to be committed to the Lord because He is the one whom we serve. That's exactly we will right. serve him. That's exactly right. And so we see this both in our homes uh, and our churches, uh, as, as churches are, are really gatherings of, of biological families uh, into one spiritual family. We see that, that, that this is where the kingdom of God is received, mm-hmm. right? So, so God's kingdom 
is 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 ruling and reigning in part in all times and in all places. It hasn't been fully consummated yet. We haven't right. walked into that everlasting kingdom mm-hmm. and the new heavens and the new earth. But but God is reigning over all of creation. Yeah. This is His domain, and He exercises dominion and power over it. And and anything mm-hmm. that happens that is contrary to His word, He has allowed that to happen in a time and in a season for His own glory. Mm-hmm. All of that is true. But the place where God's kingdom is received with gladness and joy is within the local church. Yeah. That, that we are, are, are small little, little outposts, little colonies of the kingdom of God. It mm-hmm. is the place where we receive the reign of God with glad submission, yeah. with, with joyful exaltation mm-hmm. that this is our king. Yeah. And, and that, is, that is his intention, is, is we are to display that mm-hmm. Jesus is king as a local church, yeah. um, through glad submission and, and bold proclamation, and so yeah. this is why understanding the times is important, so that we can know how to exclaim that, how to display that, mm-hmm. right? Because we live in a world in many places where where churches we find churches uh, are attempting to proclaim the kingdom of God, but using the world's methods to do mm-hmm. so instead of biblical methods, right? Right. And trying to do so in a way that the world would find palatable. Right. And that in and of itself is contrary to Scripture, at least to some extent, right? That, that mm-hmm. Scripture clearly says the gospel is offensive. Mm-hmm. There is an offense there. Yeah. And so we, we can't try to remove the offense and still be preaching the gospel. And so right. we have to understand that. We have to understand what it is that about the gospel that offends our culture and make sure that we're not trying to pull that out. Yeah. Uh, and this rolls over into the final section, why understanding the world we live in is so important. And that is for our evangelism and our missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is for that proclamation. It is for we how we share the gospel. Uh, there's a, uh, I, I think, uh, in his book, A.W. Tozer's book, The Knowledge of the Holy, it begins with a quote from uh, maybe the Dutch reformers, or, or it's, it's, it's a quote at the beginning of the book, and I don't remember who the quote is from, but it says basically that the gospel is timeless and timely. Mm. Uh, and I love that description mm-hmm. of, of the good news of Jesus Christ, that, that it is timeless, that, mm-hmm. that, that the gospel is, is acultural, right. that, that, that it, is, it is in Jesus being the living water. He can swish and swirl and go into every culture mm-hmm. and be the good news. Yeah. That, that, that no, it doesn't matter what continent you're on, or, or how you know advanced or unadvanced you are as a people, right. the good news of Jesus Christ is always good news yep. in all places at all times. Yep. So it's timeless. Yeah. But at the same time, it's timely that the gospel of Jesus Christ is also able to pinpoint and, and to laser in on every time, mm-hmm. in every situation, that, yeah. that Jesus is always the answer, mm-hmm. that the gospel is always the cure for whatever ails us. Yeah. And so... We see here then that we need to understand the times so that we know how to apply the gospel, how to speak the gospel, how to bring the gospel in evangelism and missions to whatever time we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. You know, we got several uh, different friends and, and brothers in the church, and and uh, even you uh, possibly going on on a trip in in, in July. Is it mm-hmm. July? July, yeah. right? Uh, going to other places around the world in different cultural situations. 
Uh, it's important for you to understand those places that you're going to. Yeah. It's important for you to understand the customs and, and the means and the ways in which they conduct their lives mm-hmm. so that you can speak the gospel. Or this is oftentimes why when we're preaching through things like the parables, it's essential for us to, to talk about the, the agricultural nature in which Jesus was living himself yeah. because he made certain applications of spiritual truth through the, 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 the nature of, of the world in which he lived. In that time, and so it's mm. helpful for us to explain things like, what is you know a, a mustard seed? We yeah. don't really come into contact right. with too many mustard seeds. We just go and get a ball of French's and squirt the mustard <laughs> on our hot dogs, and, and we, you know that's yep. that. Or, or understanding sheep and goats and, yep. and farming practices. Right. Um, so the gospel is timely and timeless, and so mm-hmm. understanding the times is important. Right. Okay. Well, let's keep going. Yeah. Think then. Uh, uh, we understand. Why the times, understand the times are important. How does God then intend us to live in this world? Uh, brother, I'll put that question to you. How, how does God intend us then to live in this world? By faith, mm-hmm. right? Anything that does not proceed from faith is sin. Ah, yeah. And so, how do we do that? How do we know what faith is? Yeah. That's what we're really talking about. Because it's easy to throw that out. Well, by faith, man. Have faith. Have yeah. faith. Have faith. Well, what are you having faith in? And what does that faith actually do? What does mm-hmm. it lead to? What actions, right? It's understanding the times and what Israel ought to do. Mm-hmm. And so what does, how does that faith work itself out? And so thinking about um, what Jesus said in Matthew 24 and talking about understanding the times, mm-hmm. he says, speaking of the end times, for as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away so will be the coming of the Son of Man. And he goes on to say, Therefore stay awake, for you do not know at what day your Lord is coming. And he gives some more specific examples. Again, he says, Therefore you also must be ready. So aware, awake, ready. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we don't know when he's coming. Who then is the faithful and wise servant? Right. And so part of being faithful and wise is understanding whether Master is coming soon or Master delays I am to be faithful. I am to walk in faithfulness in this time in which he's given me. Yeah. And so uh, Carl Truman in his introduction uh, to the rise and triumph of the modern self that we've been reading, um, he says, uh, every age has had its darkness and its dangers. Because sometimes, you know, especially especially some of us older folks, mm-hmm. we, we look back at our <laughs> ch- child years and uh, before and think, man, those were the good old days, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whether you think back fondly to a certain era or a certain president or whatever, right? Certain economic time situation that in our past or yeah. time of peace, uh, we think, man, that, that was it. That was the good old days. Or, yeah, and think no, nobody's ever had it harder than we do now. Well, how do, you, how do you know that? But anyway, he says this, Every age has had its darkness and its dangers. The task of the Christian is not to whine about the moment in which he or she lives, but to understand its problems and respond appropriately to them. Brother, I feel like I should have gave a trigger warning before you read that <laughs> quote. Because, I mean, ain't that some truth? It is. But people don't want to hear that. Mm-mm. We don't want to hear that. We want to. We, we wanna, like to whine. We like to whine. We do. This is why cheese is so popular. Because mm-hmm. we got so much whine. <laughs> yeah. We got we got so much grumbling. Yeah. Right. And and we it's do. natural. It you does know, come I, natural. I got to stop getting so angry at my children when they grumble and fuss mm. because man, I'm the one that's teaching them how to do it because mm. all I do is grumble and fuss. And so, to to be reminded and and this he's not just talking about not grumbling and fussing 
about government and culture. That that mm-hmm. that this reality goes deeper than that. Yeah. It goes when, you know, I come home and and the children ate all my pork rinds throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And I just want to grumble and fuss at everybody because I don't get to sit on my bed and eat my pork rinds. Yeah. Right. Like they're they're that your comfort has been disturbed. And we live in such a world and, and it's not new. Mm-hmm. Christians have always had yeah. to fight this. And that's what he's saying there that yep. Christians in every age have had to press on. Yeah. We've had to stay awake and stay aware and, and be ready to go. Yeah. So responding appropriately briefly would be receiving everything from God's hand, right? With mm-hmm. contentment, trusting, yeah. trusting that whether it's hard or pleasant, it is for my good. Yeah. And he loves me. Yeah. And so he's going to use this hard thing for my good. And so I'm not going to despair. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to go grumble and whine. Mm-hmm. I'm say, okay, God, please yeah. help. Help me, help me walk through this faithfully. I think, I think the, the, the attitude that Christians must have today, uh, it, and it would be good for us to, to, to fill our storehouses with this attitude now, is that we're, we're going to be the kind of people that sing in prison. Mm. That, 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 that having that mentality, mm-hmm. that no matter what happens, I'm going to be singing. Yeah. Um, and whether, whether it's, it's not getting my, my evening snack, or it's I'm in chains, uh, or or I'm being beaten for my faith. Uh, that we will have a spirit of of exaltation in God because we trust Him, mm-hmm. right? And and that's that's how Paul and and the others found themselves singing in prison. It's because they trusted the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you just said. And so, um, this is what Paul also. I mean, it's it's this idea of of being peaceful. Mm-hmm. And being at rest in the Lord, yeah. and 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 finding your joy in the Lord, and when you're in that place, you actually find that you do become militant. Mm-hmm. You you become battle ready. A happy you become warrior. a warrior. Did mm-hmm. you say a happy warrior? A happy warrior. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's so funny because when we hear words like militant or or violent or or fight, mm-hmm. um, battle, you know, I. I brought. I used that as a question in one of my sermon introductions uh, a month or so ago. Are you a fighter? And and even when I said it, some people you know kind of cocked their head to the side mm-hmm. and looked at me funny, like, "What do you mean am I a fighter?" Yeah. And, but when we think about these things, we we think about physical violence. We think about anger. We think mm-hmm. about sinful kind of explosions, right? right? But that's not what God's word calls us to. Mm-hmm. It calls us to be happy warriors, peaceful militants. It calls us to fight the good fight, and mm-hmm. so. Is it what Paul gets at in Romans 12, 18 through 21? He says, If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. So, so as far as it depends on you, mm-hmm. sometimes it's out of your hands. Right. You can't live peaceably because other people are not Refusing living peaceably. To, right. To same, yep. as, and, and we want to use that verse to, you know, or, or some have used that, not us. Some have used that verse to, to kind of squash. Uh, any Christian resistance or any disagreement, and mm-hmm. and you know, Vody Bacham's thing about you know, we, there's the eleventh commandment is thou shalt all, be nice. all, always be nice, and we yeah. ignore the first ten. Yep. You know, and we, some have used this passage to kind of press that, but that's not what it says. It right. says, if possible. Yeah. So Paul even recognizes there's going to be times when it's not possible. Right. So far as it depends on you, sometimes it's not going to depend on you. That's right. Live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. And so now he's going to kind of walk through what does living peaceably mean, even if the world around you is not at peace, mm-hmm. even if you're being attacked. Yeah. How do you 
become a peaceful militant. That's what he says. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. It is a powerful warrior idea there mm-hmm. of, of l- trusting the Lord. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So some of the verbs that are used there at the end, this idea of of heaping, mm-hmm. this idea of overcoming, the, these are also active militant language, but you see what it kind of language it is. It's, 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 it's servant language. Mm-hmm. It's doing good language. It, it's extending the gospel language. It's walking in trust of the Lord language. Mm-hmm. That, that, that in our walking with the Lord and our trusting Him by faith and our being peaceful, singing, submitting people, we are actually become warriors. Mm-hmm. We actually become fighters. We actually become... Uh, militant for the kingdom of God. We actually see an advance in God's kingdom, realizing that we're, our battle is not against flesh and blood, mm-hmm. but against the spirits and the powers or, and works of darkness of the air that are, are around us. Um, and this is how we, we take them out. Yeah. I don't know if you have any other thoughts there about that. No, I'm just thinking about, you know, how do we fight? And and sometimes I think individually the fight is to, to sing. The fight is to pray in faith, mm-hmm. right? That that we don't feel like it or we don't feel like it's effective. We we sometimes, especially I think as men, some uh, some women as well, I'm sure, they have this lofty idea of, of fighting for God and doing big things for God. And yet on, on the weekly basis, you know, we're— we're not putting that kind of effort and faithfulness into praying and reading and mm-hmm. singing and encouraging and doing those things that are hard to do all the time, right? Yeah. Um, I've said this before when thinking about relationships. It's easy to think that I'll, I'll step in front of a bus to save my wife or my child, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm not laying my life down daily in those things that are just monotonous, that I don't get a lot of joy or, or glory from, then how can I actually trust that I would step in front of the bus, Right. Or or that if I did step in the bus, that would actually be an act of love and not just a, a self-glorifying act. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so in the same way, I think in thinking about as we as we consider the times and how we're to live and the battles that we have to fight, we have to realize that there are those daily battles that if we're not faithful in those things, we're not going to be faithful in anything yeah, big coming. If, if, we're, if we're not going to stand for truth in the small moments, if mm-hmm. we're not going to be faithful with little, the right. little areas that God has given us and, and proclaiming truth and standing for truth and and, mm-hmm. and prayerful, uh, steeped in his word, uh, boldly speaking uh, in our workplace, like these these kind of these small uh, areas that God had get, given us, then, then mm-hmm. as, as things, you know, continue to grow worse, how are we going to be able to stand? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, this, is, this has become more and more pressed in my own heart. Uh, I, and I think going through the book of Hebrews has pressed this as in my heart as well, is, is what we need are Christians and churches, just in general. We need local churches who are willing to follow the Lord in resisting uh, whatever satanic attacks and, and storming the very gates of hell in the fulfillment of the Great Commission through small and, and but meaningful ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we need, what we desperately need, is a renewal 
a renewed sense of the church militant and triumphant. We, mm-hmm. we need this. We, we need this idea of the church being a church uh, and Christians being Christians uh, who are willing to be active. Yeah, right? advancing and, a kingdom. Advancing the kingdom. And, and that's really, I, I put it on notes here, I think that's the question that every Christian should be asking themselves every day is, was I a part of the advancing of the kingdom of God today? Maybe it was through having a, a meaningful conversation about God's Word and about walking in God's ways with your children. Maybe it was speaking hope and truth and encouraging a, a co-worker who's going through a really sorrowful time. It, maybe it's building a house. It, it, there, like, it ranges from, from, mm-hmm. from conversations to, to physical acts to, yeah. to, to prayerful it, it, all of these things, the question we have to be asking ourselves as Christians in the times in which we live is, have I been a part of the advancement of God's mm-hmm. kingdom today? Because here's the reality, friends. The kingdom is advancing. Yeah, It is advancing. Christ is coming back. The gates of hell will not prevail against him and his church. The question for us is, are we about it? Are we a part mm-hmm. of it? All right. Yeah. And I brought this up in a, several weeks ago in a sermon that... Out of all of the things that that those saints of old in Hebrews 11 did, none of them were irrelevant. None of them were passive. None of them were sitting on the sidelines. Now, there were those who were sitting on the sidelines in Israel. Mm -hmm. There were those of old who sat down and did nothing, and they were not walking in faith, but they don't get mentioned. And the reason they don't get mentioned is not because they were morally inferior or they had somehow ostracized themselves or, or, or had nixed themselves but it was because they did not walk in faith, mm-hmm. right? In Hebrews 11, we have some of the, the, the most morally sour people in the entire Bible mentioned, yeah. and they're lauded not because of their acts, not right. because they had somehow earned favor with God, but because they walked in faith. Mm-hmm. They trusted the Lord. They walked in His promises and His goodness and His right. faithfulness. Um, yep. And this is the same for us, the same thing we're called to in, in our fight. Mm-hmm. So let's close then by thinking maybe about this last question is, is what does Jesus have to do with all of this? Um, I mentioned just a moment ago uh, from, from Matthew 16 that the gates of hell uh, will not prevail against it. This is what Jesus says. So that he tells Peter, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is because not because of, of Peter or the apostles, not because of, of who we are, but this is because of whose church it is. Mm-hmm. It, it, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. If anybody tries to build a church on their own goodness and their own you know, gifts and, and, and yeah. talents, the gates of hell may very well prevail against Absolutely. that, against that man-made creation. Mm-hmm. But when we seek to build the church of Christ... <laughs> Where the gates of hell don't have to prevail against it because it's already there. <laughs> Come on it's now. inside the gate. Come on now. There Sorry. it is. There it is. Yeah. So... I think about this uh, good word from, from Jeremiah speaking about the future coming and, and even prophesying in his own day, but speaking of a future day, Jeremiah 23, 5 and 6, he, he said, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. Uh, speaking of Jesus, this one who's going to come, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Mm-hmm. So what does Jesus have to do with understanding the times? Well, first of all, friends, he is king over these times. That's right. 
He is the one who is reigning in righteousness. And those who are his, like Judah and Israel of old, when they trusted in their king, we will dwell securely. We will dwell securely in Christ. Uh, I, I think about uh, the, 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 the time where, where Paul makes his way to Corinth in, in Acts uh, 18, uh, 1 through 11. You know, Corinth is this awful city, right? It's, it's this horrible place. It, it, it is a place where, where much debauchery takes place. Uh, and, and so there's, there's, there's much prostitution there. Uh, there's, there's idol pagan worship that's happening there. Uh, there. There's mocking and scorning of Christ that happens there. Uh, and, and so Paul shows up there. And this is what it says. I'm just going to read all of Acts 18, 1 through 11, because I think it helps us understand uh, what Jesus has to do with understanding our times. This is what it says there. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. And he found a Jew named Aquila, a native Pontus, recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome. That's, that's not by chance, just as a side note. Times were bad then. Jews were told to leave Rome because of the unrest that the Christians had caused. Uh, but the Lord was at work there. And he went to see them. Paul went to see them. And because he was of the same trade, a tent maker that is, he, he stayed with them and worked, for they were tent makers by trade. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and tried to persuade Jews and Greeks. So he's trying to reach both here, right? When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, Paul was occupied with the word, testifying to the Jews that the Christ was Jesus, that Jesus is the Messiah. He's the anointed one. And when they opposed and reviled him, he shook out his garments and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And he left there and went to the house of a man named Titius Justus, a worshiper of God. His house was next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord together with his entire household. And many of the Corinthians, hearing Paul, believed and were baptized. And the Lord said to Paul on one night in a vision, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking and do not be silent. For I am with you, and no one will attack you to harm you. For I have many in this city who are my people. So what does Paul receive in the reviling and the mocking? He's, received, he's having some success in sharing the gospel, but he's also having a lot of uh, pushback, a lot of hate, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he's not being received by everyone. What does he receive there? He receives a word from Jesus himself, the ascended Christ, saying, Do not be afraid, for I have many in this city. Keep on going. And what does the final verse there in 11 say? And he stayed a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. Mm-hmm. So... The reason I bring all of this up is what does Jesus have to do with understanding the times? Friends, when we realize that we have ascended, we have an ascended Christ, we have a, a Jesus who has gone to the right hand of the Father where he is ruling and reigning from his throne on high, and we realize that he is in the work of redeeming those who are lost in their sin, we can stick it out. Mm-hmm. We can keep going. We can yeah. push forward and we can fight in proclaiming the word of God. And we need not fear. We don't have to be afraid. Because we can trust, just as Jesus had many in the city of Corinth, that debauched city. Mm-hmm. So he has many here yeah. in Roanoke or wherever you're listening. He has many. And so we can keep going and stay and stick it out. We don't need to run for the hills. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to shudder and, and, and back down. We need to advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brother, I don't know if you have any uh, 
thoughts off of that. I'm just thinking about, you know, the foundation, right? That mm-hmm. um, Jesus is the foundation of the church. And yeah. so he will always be relevant. He will always be the foundation of the church. And so if we try to build off of anything else, we will fail. We will crumble. But as we build on him, as we build on his word and, and trust in him uh, to sustain us, to keep us as he promises to, then, yeah, yeah we, we won't be shaken, though things are shaken around us if we are on him, our firm foundation. That's um, right. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got on that. Yeah, well, really, I think it's really helpful. I, I, we sing this so regularly as a church, but the church's one foundation mm-hmm. is her own goodness. No. Her own beauty. No. Her own strength. No. The church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. Uh, this is our faithful cornerstone, Jesus Christ, the one who uh, was and is and is to come. Uh, he is going to supply his church with what she needs to press on victoriously uh, in the battle of, of reformation and renewal and, and proclaiming the gospel. Jesus mm-hmm. is going to give us all that we need. He will equip us. He will not call us to any work that he will not equip us for. Yep. Uh, he will not call us down any road that he himself has not walked before us. He He will hem us in behind and before. And, mm-hmm. and so the great good news of, of the gospel for Christians— Right? Not just the good news of gospel for those who are not Christians, yeah. um, but the good news of the gospel for Christians is that we have a Savior who didn't just save us once and then kind of leave us alone until we right. find him in heaven someday, right. but he is with us. Yeah. He will go with us. Uh, this is this is kind of his his final promise there in, in Matthew 28. And, mm-hmm. and lo, I am with you always, even yeah. to the end of the age. Yeah. Um, and Peter you know, says I've, he's, he's given us all that we need for life and godliness, mm. right? Which Amen. life, salvation, yeah. we would have new life in him, and godliness, walking yeah. in faithfulness in the world in which we live. Yeah. He's given us all that we need. Yeah, so that's what we're going to be thinking about all this season, is, is now fleshing some of this stuff out. We've mm-hmm. kind of laid down some groundwork for understanding the times and why understanding the times is so important and how Jesus is the one who will equip us and lead us in the times in which we live. Um, yeah, got any closing thoughts? Homework assignment. Homework assignment. At some point in this season. I don't know if it'll be next next time, so in two weeks or or sometime soon after that. Here's something I want folks to think about ahead of time. Okay. Luke 4. Yeah. The devil said to Jesus in temptation. Yeah. uh, He took him up, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. Mm. Was he telling the truth? Okay. Was right. was he was he telling the truth there? Yes. And if so, is it still true? Mm. Does the devil still have authority over the world now? Man, it's like a, it's, just, it's like a dangling teaser there, like yeah. like like a, an open it to be continued. Yeah. I like how this season's going. It matters, right? Yeah, it it matters matter. how we view that it and how does. we understand that to understanding our times. All right. Well, we'll get into that next time. That does it for this episode of Plowing and Planting. Uh, Thanks for listening today. If you were blessed by what you heard, uh, be sure to like and subscribe and share Plowing and Planting with those that you love. Uh, Be on the lookout for new episodes, as we said earlier, every other week and classic episodes dropping on the off weeks. Uh, You heard music today from the Cork Sacred Harp Singers and the Hillbilly Thomist. You can find out more information and sermons and lectures and articles by visiting waverlyplacebaptist.org. You can email us at info at waverlyplacebaptist.org. Well, friends, until next time, keep plowing and keep planting. Keep those lambs trimmed now. Keep those lambs trimmed. Midnight's 
coming in what you keep those lamps trimmed Got no time to waste now Got no time to waste Bridegroom's coming soon and got no time to waste